Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. radio show for you guys today. Get ready to take a lot of great notes. So, Julie, first of all, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. I'm excited about it as well. Something that might seem kind of boring on the surface, we're going to make extremely applicable, monetize, and help you guys with. So, I'm excited. Well, we took a risk about a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, when we started to let the world know, at least the world is basically this spins around this, the axis of this radio show. There's about 100, 115,000 of you that listen on a regular basis. So those of you who were listening a month and a half ago or, or whatever were hearing us talk about things that nobody else was talking about. We were fearful, if you want to know the truth, that the market was changing quicker than a lot of you were prepared. And frankly, we knew no one else was telling you what we suspected was happening. We told you guys on those three radio shows. You go back and listen because we gave you a very strategic plan on those podcasts on what you could do to prepare, how you can tell what the health of your market is, the whole nine yards. Definitely go back and listen to those shows. Um, they're fairly clearly labeled. They're obvious titles. In any event, go to Real Estate Coaching Radio for that. Well, guess what's happened in the past just 45 days? Tons and tons and tons of uh, evidence that what we were fearful of is happening, and it's happening just as quick as we thought it was. Oh, Tim and Julie, I don't want to hear your doom and gloom crap. It makes me depressed. Yes, we got lots of emails like that from doing those Mm -hmm. three shows. And those emails were coming from people that did not see the whole picture. The whole picture is is that if you uh, are not able to survive and thrive in a changing market, let alone a market that most agents would consider a down market, you know, you need to seriously be thinking about what you're going to be doing in the next six to 12 months other than selling real estate because the market's going to, for most of you, change that dramatically. So I think, okay, so what the topic is of today's radio show and for the next couple of radio shows is we are going to be giving you guys exact ammunition on how to go about pricing your properties correctly. Oh, gosh, Tim, not a big dissertation on the MLS. (laughs) Nope. We're not going to be talking about CMAs. We're going to be giving you actual scripts. We're going to give you techniques. We're going to give you specific things on basically how you can get your sellers to price correctly when you take the listing, how you can get the sellers to price correctly as you take expired listings, because that's going to be the next big, huge opportunity in real estate, by the way. And we're also going to be giving you how specific how-tos on how to get prices down, which I know a lot of you desperately need, or your listings are going to expire. Um, so we have a couple things to read from you, and or for you. And Jules, I believe the first thing, if you don't, if you have it handle, handy, hopefully, uh, was sent to us from our lovely coach in Florida, the number one short sale agent in the nation, Ms. Michelle McClintock. Julie, do you have that? I actually do not. I don't think I was copied on that. But while you oh, are no looking problem. for that, I have a quick yep. one from an essentials Good. client, actually. And this is from uh, Ponty Dodds, who is a fantastic agent in Virginia. And Ponty hasn't been, I don't think, in the essentials um, class for that long, but ran with the BPO coaching, ran with the changing market coaching, and has secured her first, I believe it's going to be a short sale opportunity. And on top of that, okay, this guy actually has equity. So it may or may not be a short sale. It's probably going to be a quick sale, and she's already running with that. So I love getting these emails 
um, of pretty quick results, really, to be honest with you. So um, I'm going to go to Michelle's thing next, but congratulations to Ponty if you have any Virginia referrals. She's your gal. So, all right, uh, let's see. This is from Florida Realtors defaulting HELOCs. What's a HELOC? Home equity line of credit. Okay, hold on, Julie. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I do, and now some of you guys are saying, well, this is just about Florida. No, this article was published by the Florida Association of Realtors, but the article is from, like, the Federal Housing Authority or something like that. So this is not just about Florida. This is about what's happening in the country. So be clear on that. Go ahead, Julie. Yes. All right, and excellent point on that. So uh, between, let's see, this was very timely. I think this is from just a couple of days ago. And the article starts out by saying, in 2004, millions of homeowners tapped into the equity of their homes through low-interest or no-interest home equity lines of credit, otherwise known as the HELOC. Their 10-year grace periods, remember we just said this happened in 2004, 10-year grace periods are now done, and they've had to start actually paying. That's why HELOC delinquencies are now suddenly soaring. In March, second lien HELOC delinquencies, the number of homeowners who are behind on the second mortgage climbed, wait for it, not one, not two, not three percent, but 87 percent compared to a year ago from Black Knight Financial Services reports. Delinquencies may continue to climb, and those homeowners who cannot make the increased HELOC payments or refinance could find themselves facing foreclosure. HELOCs taken out in 2005, 2006, 2007 comprise 52% of all active lines of credit. That's huge. In 2005, there were about 850,000 home equity lines. In 2006 and 2007, it was 1.25 million. The grand financial total for just those three years is $192 billion worth of home equity lines of credit. The recent increase in HELOC delinquencies is the first annual increase since June 2012, Black Knight notes. An 87% spike in delinquencies among 2005 HELOCs over the past 12 months has been attributed to the most recent spike. So if there's any question about a changing market, that pretty much puts it to, to bed, I think. <laughs> So let's drill down on that. So some of you are going to say, well, Tim, that just means there's going to be a huge refi boom for people refining and basically getting new long-term mortgages. If That's not going to happen because a lot of these people won't qualify. That is the bottom line I just told you. Right. And a lot of these people that are coming out of these deals are were actually essentially a part of some Save the Homeowner program from back in the day, and they're bubbling up too. This is the continuation of Extend and Pretend. This is what started, you know, Julie and I called it back in the, you know, 10 years ago, well, not quite, about eight years ago, we were calling this the constipated python, right? This big, you know, huge amount of homeowners that were essentially in as distress were given these hall passes where they could extend and pretend and they could stay on their properties. All that stuff is now coming due. It was very easy to predict. Now, my market is not, uh, this is not applied to my market, Tim. My market is the best thing since sliced bread. Again, you're not... Use the actual facts. Go on the MLS. Look at the number of expireds. I just had a coaching call with one of the top agents in L.A., and he said that to me. He said, I said, there are expires, there are expires happening in your marketplace, and if you were to run history on these, you'd see a lot of these guys basically are, you know, not necessarily underwater, but they don't necessarily have the equity that whatever, whatever. So these are distressed sellers in one form or another. No, you can't be right. There aren't any expires. Okay, so so far this month, within a 15-mile radius of his house, and it's you know, he basically did. Um, he found almost 200 expires, and the average wow. here's what will make those of us from the Midwest <laughs> cry a little bit. Mm. The average price of the expires 
so far this month of those near 200 expireds is 1.1 million. So there's wow. near 200 people in less than a month, you know, half a month really, that basically are looking down the barrel of uh, most of them probably are, you know, still wanting to sell. Probably half of those people have to sell. And so this is what we're entering into. In a transitioning market like this, we're going to start seeing the available inventory start to increase dramatically. That's already happening across the country. We warned you guys last year. We warned you many other times. It's going to start in the high end. It has. It does. Everyone knows that. But now what we're seeing, it's quickly trickling down to the other price points. So that means it's going to slow the whole thing down. That means ultimately that if you aren't able to pivot and have a lot more tools in your toolbox when you go to meet with those sellers other than just what the standard agent does, if you don't know other ways to help those sellers, you're literally going to be out of business. You're not going to have enough essentially ability, skill set to help sellers that are in a distressed situation or help sellers that are not in a distressed situation, but if they putz around for 60 or 90 days, there's the reason we're doing a series of shows on price reductions, they're going to be in a distressed situation. You know, if you don't have the skill set, you're not going to be able to go on that expired listing appointment of that really sweet listing you'd love to have and be able to explain to that seller in a non-emotional way why their house is not one hundred, two hundred thousand overpriced, but why it's a million overpriced. We coach one of the top agents in Greenwich, Connecticut, and this guy makes millions and millions of dollars per year. Fantastic guy. And he told me this. In his marketplace, a $10 million house is now a $7 million house. A $7 million house is now like a 4.9. A 4.9 really is about a 2.75. So in other words, they're having to drop prices that aggressively. You guys have got to get your skill set going. You've got to really accept the fact, go to the MLS, do your own homework on this, that where your greatest opportunity is going to be from really, I would say, the next 18 months is going to be able to work with all kinds of different sellers. And, and you know, really, if you're dependent on buyers right now, you are going to be massively screwed, to be honest with you, because your buyers are going to be overwhelmed with opportunity. They're going to be saying, oh, we'll just wait to see when the market drops. They're going to start reading negative reports on, uh, on here and there saying, if, you know, you ought to wait. Those are the types of things that happen in a transitioning market like that. Those of you who have been in the business as long as we have a couple decades, you've been through a form of this before. Hopefully you'll remember some of your lessons so you don't have to relearn them again. We're at one of those points right now. You've got to master price reductions, and you're going to have to figure out and accept the fact that you have to have multiple skill sets to help different types of sellers. And when you do, you know what? I'm not going to say you're going to welcome the changing market. I'm not going to say you're going to be excited about it, though I know some of you will be, but you're sure as heck not going to be fearful over it because you'll know that you have the skill set to work no matter what direction the market's going. So those of you who are saying or, or firing off emails to us right now, oh, Tim and Julie are you talking about doom and gloom, about, you know what, that's your mindset problem. I'm realizing that sellers need your help no matter what direction the market's going. You're feeling, you're just thinking about yourself, to be honest with you. You're just worried about your own self. If you're focus is on how to help people in different situations, then you will embrace any type of market. By the way, a lot of you guys are going to ask yourselves, what should we do next? We've made it really simple for you. Every single one of you listening right now have to seriously consider becoming a Real Estate Coaching Essentials client. It's very simple. On your mobile phone, scroll down. You're going to see a simple form, name, email address, phone number. Fill that out. When you do, we give you those six books. Then you'll schedule an appointment with one of our coaches, and then from there you basically can enroll in Real Estate Coaching Essentials. Real Estate Coaching Essentials is the no-brainer class for all of you guys. 
It's the complete turnkey real estate system used by all of our top agents across the country, and it's painfully affordable. It's only $99 a month. Every single one of you are already approved. Julie and I are personally underwriting this program. So if you want to leave room on your credit card for your vacation, don't worry about it. You're good. We'll approve you for this program. You can also just basically pay for the whole thing in, in cash. So it's only $2,000 if you want to prepay it. If you want to finance it, it's $99 a month, no interest, you know, for 12 months. This is a no-brainer for every single one of you. Just fill out that form and get part of the coaching program. This is a real coaching program. You know, this is an honest God real coaching program. You get four semi-private coaching calls with Julie per month, and you get one private call with your own coach per month. This is not just a product or a book or a download or a video. This is a real coaching program. In addition to that, it's backed up by literally thousands of hours of really in-depth content. Guys, seriously, what else are you going to do? There's nobody else out there offering this level of training on this type of thing. So take advantage of this. Julie, price changes. Let's jump right in. Yeah, so this is going to be a series, as you mentioned, and we're going to talk about everything from how to prepare to price correctly in the first place, which is your best hedge against having to go through the drama of price reductions, okay, through uh, in future podcasts we're going to do actual price reduction scripts. So let's start out with secret number one. A great seller prequal script pulls out the facts that we're going to go over so that you can be super prepared to not just take the listing but to price it right in the first place. That is your number one goal is to price it right in the first place. I'm not saying you're going to be able to do that 100% of the time and avoid all price reduction scripts or remove that thought from your brain, but you can avoid a lot of price reduction drama by doing it right in the first place. Secret number two, and I'm going to go kind of quickly through this because we have a lot of ground to cover. Secret number two, the best price reduction conversation is the one you never have to do. All scripts are best used at the listing table. So when we talk to you about price reduction scripts, it's better to use those scripts when you're taking the listing in the first place. And number three, don't lose the listing of a motivated have-to-sell seller over the price. Remember what I said there, not just any random seller, a motivated have-to-sell seller. Don't lose the listing over price. Some of you guys have developed egos where if you don't get your price right up front, that you walk. Well, if they're motivated and have to sell, have a little bit of flexibility. If they have to sell, you have to take the listing. Someone's going to make a commission. Shouldn't it be you? So those are my three secrets to kind of ramp up into the next part here. I wrote down, don't go unless you know, meaning don't go to the listing appointment unless you know the following. And this is one of those things that you should not give yourself any leeway on. So these are essentially rules. And Tim, feel free to jump in, interrupt me, slow me down, whatever you need I'm to just do. impressed that you're doing a little <laughs> rapping today on the radio show, to be honest with you. I've not heard you say that before. I mean, I can hear that to a tune. Don't go unless you know. I mean, there you go. But that's, dude, that that's so right. important. That's so important. Never, never yeah. go on a listing appointment unless you guys know why they're selling. We give you tons and tons of scripts on how to ask, but here's the simplest script ever. By, you know, by the way, once this property sells, where are you guys going next? <laughs> if, one of my, or if one of my buyers purchases your house, um, you know, where are you guys going next? Or if, you know, when this property sells and if I were to bring a buyer by that wants to close in this, say, the next 30 to 60 days, is that going to create a problem for you? Yes, no, maybe so. Well, perfect. So where are you guys going next? You have to know right. their motivation before you go. It's simple. Yes. Just ask. They're not going to be offended. It's not weird. <laughs> Okay. No. When you go to the doctor, they say, what's, what's ailing you today? Wouldn't you feel weird if they didn't bother to ask and just kind of assumed it was an earache? 
That's actually <laughs> kind of funny, awkward. Julie. What do you think about that? Yeah, you're <laughs> supposed to go to the doctor, and the doctor never asks why the heck you're there. That's what a lot of you guys are doing when you're not asking what your motivation is when you're before you go. You're just like sort of showing up and hoping somehow there's enough kismet before between all of you that yeah. somehow magically they're going to list with you. That's called unprofessional. Yeah, and that's a good way to make hobbyist income or no income. So back to our rules. Don't go unless you know, number one, what the seller wants, needs, or thinks it's worth. Pricing it right in the first place prevents future price reduction drama. Even if they're thinking it's worth more than the comps, not that that ever happens, like every time, you need to know by how much and why are they thinking that before you arrive at the appointment. This is a pretty big point. When I coach this, I always say, of course they're going to have a higher price than you. What seller doesn't? It's so unusual that they would come in lower, but you've got to at least ask to know what their number is. Okay, so let's assume that their number is higher than yours. Is that out of arrogance or out of ignorance? Ignorance is my neighbor's house sold for that, my house is better, and they don't realize that their neighbor's house sold for more because it's a 1,000 square feet bigger, has two more bedrooms, and has a beautiful view, and that that matters. That's ignorance. It's not their fault. Is it arrogance? I will never forget, Tim, you and I were in front of the, a seller who said they, they were a, a roughly 70000 over what it should have sold for in their brain. Oh, yeah. And we asked, so, so that's interesting. How did you arrive at that price? And he said, because I want to buy a Lexus convertible with the proceeds. Actually, which we, what he of did, course, Jules, <laughs> go ahead. He, he actually got up from that. This is a true story, guys. I even remember the address, Julie. Oh, my God. We sold thousands of houses. <laughs> I but that was such would. a funny story. It was on know. Head of Pond in New Orleans, uh, exactly. Ohio, 43054. It was a white clapboard house. That was like freaking 20 years ago, dude. Oh, my God. Anyway, I know, but so here's what he did. stay with you. <laughs> I know. Well, the ridiculous ones did. So this is a true yeah. story. Dude gets up from the table. He's there with his wife. No, we were just meeting with him. His wife wasn't even there. So he gets up from the table, goes to the kitchen, opens up a drawer, comes back with an Alexis brochure. I remember what kind of car it was for an SC400. He opens it up to a page that he had earmarked to a picture of a red SC400. He said, because mm-hmm. we're moving to Florida, and I want to pay the, I want to, you know, basically sell the house for what it's worth, and I want you to sell it for more, you know, enough so I can buy this Lexus with cash. I thought that was yep. hilarious. I know, like the buyer wants to pay for your house and a new car for you. Really? Yeah, well, let's make sure we, <laughs> let's make sure we tell them that. I don't think Anyway. Isn't it real? <laughs> yep. Right? <laughs> Moving on. So now here's the kicker, though. He had to move. We still ended up taking yep. the listing. Still ended up selling it. And sold it. In spite it. of his to our own buyer. conversation. Yeah. To our own buyer. Okay, yep. now how many agents would have gotten up from the table, kind of outraged, even though we felt that way, like, are you kidding me? That was before WTF was in our lexicon, but that was certainly flowing through our minds at the time. <laughs> like, really? Okay, but because, back to this point, which is why I brought this example up, yes, he was overpriced by 70 grand. However, dot, 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 had to move. Somebody was going to make a commission. So usually what happens in that situation is they move, they curiously get more motivated, more reasonable, you reduce it, it sells, you're done. So, Did he get yes, these are rules. We have no... Did he get his Lexus? We have no idea, and frankly, we don't care. Exactly. That wasn't our responsibility. He's moved. And it did close. Yes. Okay. Yes. So point number two, don't go unless you know the average days on the market for properties like your subject property. Maybe the average days on the market in your overall market is higher or lower than your subject property. Using real comps of real comparables, what is the average days on the market? This helps set both your expectations and the homeowner's expectations. 
either short days on the market or long, right? So if the average days for this particular neighborhood for these particular reasons is 120, yet the last time the seller bought, he was in a competitive situation where there were low days on the market because market conditions were different. You see how there's a disparity between what he's naturally thinking and what's actually going on. So you're setting expectations. On average, a home like yours in these market conditions, based on the real comps of homes that have actually sold, is this days on the market. Now, you can work it the other way, too. If the average days on the market is super short, you know, a week, a day, an hour, you've got to set those expectations, too. So what are your plans if and when this actually goes in contract almost instantaneously? Are you going to be homeless? What is your plan? Because you don't want to sell it immediately for full list and the seller doesn't take it because you didn't have that conversation and they're panicking and freaking on you. So it can work both ways, and then that also translates later into, let's say you're 30 days into it, of course, you know, that's typically when your homeowners start to come a little bit unglued. Well, maybe 30 days is really long, and it is overpriced because it should have sold in average days of the market of five, or Maybe neither one of you has any reason to be upset because the average days in the market is six months and you're only 30 days in, right? So it's all about setting expectations. It helps you with your future conversations. But if you don't know the average days in the market, you can't address any of this. Point number three, don't go if you don't know the list to sell price ratio. This helps you combat the price it high, let them negotiate objection, or helps you know if you can price it right on the mark and expect to get slightly more. So what is the list to sell price ratio? It's the difference between the list price and the sale price. So to keep the math easy, if you list it at 100,000 and it's sold at 95, you've got a 95% list to sell price ratio. So why does that matter? Well, if on average the neighborhood is going for 102% of list, that tells you that you can price it right on the nose based on your most recent best comps and expect to maybe even get more. If the list to sell price ratio is only 93%, and I'm thinking of um, your client you were mentioning, Rob, with a 10 million is now a 7 million, I mean, that's a pretty severe list to sell price ratio. You better know going in what's actually happening so that you can properly advise your seller. It makes a big difference. And make sure, you guys, make sure you guys, when you're doing this homework in the MLS, you're using the original list price, not the price that it's sold for, because mm-hmm. the original list price is where, you know, that's going to sh- that's going to tell the the whole story. Please be clear what Julie's telling you too. You guys, a couple points ago, she said if they have to sell, you have to list it. That should be your rule. If they have to sell, write that down. You have to list it. Now we're not telling you to lie to the seller. We're not telling you just basically agree with the seller about their inflated prices to take the listing. What we are telling you to do is curb your ego and not get in some sort of death feudal match about price where you can walk out yeah. feeling like somehow you won even though you didn't get the contract signed because you weren't willing to take it overpriced. Yes, there are agents out there that do that. What we want you to do is if the seller has to sell, really most sellers, but if the seller has to sell, you can take it overpriced, but you have to be honest with the seller. And those are, again, that gets into the scripts that we're going to be sharing with you guys. Real Estate Coaching Essential students, you already have access to this. But you can take a listing over price. You just have to tell the seller, Mr. Seller, listen, I appreciate the fact, and I agree with you, that this property is probably worth more than what the CMA is telling us. So let's do this. After 10 days or 10 showings, and you can adjust that, you know, depending on your market, but generally speaking, that's the best way to go about it. 10 days or 10 showings. If we don't have a written, verifiable offer on your property, that we agree to reposition the house in the market so that it correctly reflects the, the buyer's or the market's expectation. That's what you say. You say that when you take the listing. Nobody gets pissed off. Now, another thing you can do, and 
when the market gets a little bit more challenging, say another six months from now, you're going to want to start then putting price reductions into your listing contracts. We can talk about that at another time. The point is, is if you plant the seed with the seller and you've used the script that I've just said, you've essentially told them that after 10, uh, you know, 10 showings or 10 days, no offer, that we're going to definitely be repositioning the house in the market to, more correct, to better correct, reflect the markets or the buyer's expectations. Now, I did not say to lower the price. I did not say overpriced. I did not use any of those types of words because there's certain keywords that you want to avoid using with the seller because it'll sound like fingernails on a chalkboard. So if you say price to a seller, if you say lower price to a seller, what's going to happen is without them even knowing it, their egos, their egos are going to kick in and now you're in a, a combative, you know, you're in a stressful situation again. Trust me, don't say lower the price. Say reposition the house on the market. Don't say, you know, anything. Drop the price. You know, they love that. Yeah, don't say yeah, don't <laughs> exactly. So you guys wonder why these sellers sometimes act like they want to kill you? It's because they do. Because when you tell them <laughs> you, when you don't that. have good bet when you don't have good bedside manner with telling them, you know, bad news, you're going to have a lot of bad experiences. That's all this is. It's called skills, guys. It's not that hard. Listen, if you've not done it yet, seriously, what the heck are you waiting for? You just must not be serious about your coaching business, or rather your real estate business, by getting into coaching. Fill out that box that's in the bottom of your screen right now, or you can go to joinharris.com. We give you six free books just by completing that form, so it's a no-brainer. Guys, come on. Don't be one of these agents that waited too long, six months, you know, eight months from now, and you're saying, oh, my God, what happened to my business? We've been warning you. You know what's happening. If you don't believe us, do your own homework. But please, please, and I mean this with all – if you have other income and you can get another job and this real estate thing is just a little side gig for you to buy a trip to Disney World, well then, you know what, you're fine. But for the rest of you who have people counting on you, who have bills to pay, college tuition to pay, mouths to feed, including your own, if you're not taking what we're saying seriously about what's happening in the real estate market, you are delusional. What you're doing now to earn money, to create leads, you, those of you who are buying leads, those of you who have these you know, ridiculous expansion teams and all of that, those of you who are basically operating like the market's going to continue to go up forever and ever and ever, you guys are the ones I'm worried about the most. You need to seriously consider what happens if, guess what, it's now uh, 2007 again, because it is. So take some action on this, guys. Don't be caught with your, you know, your wallet out and no money, because <laughs> that's not funny, and it's not, you know, that's depressing, and that's, you know, we had, anyway, I don't want to turn the radio show to the negative, but Julie, go to your next point. We're just keeping them reality-based, that's all. Well, but okay. isn't that it, though? I mean, don't, don't they listen to us because of that, because we're honest, because we're not I trying to tell so. them this? Yeah, I mean, look, how many of these guys are out there, guys, trying to sell you into coaching and selling you products about social networking right now? What a bunch of bullshit. How many people out there right now are trying to sell you into coaching just because they're trying to make you feel good, rah, rah, rah stuff? Guys, that stuff wears off. It's like a good cup of coffee. It wears off in a day or two. You know it does. The information we're giving you is, A, very affordable. B, it's practical, and more importantly, it's tactical. Tactical meaning that you have the ability, basically, to have a variety of different solutions for a variety of different sellers. So no matter where you're selling and what part of the country and what price range, you have the versatility to help all different types of sellers. That is what's required in a market like this. So please take action on that. Jules, one more point. One more point, and then we'll continue this podcast tomorrow. So point number four, don't go to the listing appointment if you don't know the number of homes competing with your subject property. What are you up against? 
How would it compare in the eyes of the buyer? So obviously there's going to be a big difference if you are the only home on the market, the only home that's hit the market in the past 60 days that has that home's profile versus there's 23 others just like it that have been sitting there for the past six months and you've got new construction kicking your butt. Huge difference in how you present, what you present, how your pricing strategy goes, your conversation with the seller, the expectations that you set. So you've got to know the number of homes competing with your subject property. Now, I like to start small, what's in that actual subdivision or neighborhood or tract, depending on where you are in the country, and then expand it at least within its own school district, its own basic type of house, give or take a few hundred square feet, depending on what you're dealing with. But you want to at least know what are you competing with. If I take off my listing agent hat and I put on my buyer's agent hat, what am I showing versus your listing? I've got all day tomorrow. What am I showing you? What are you up against? And a smart agent, in addition to all these rules that we're giving you today, a smart agent also takes some time to actually preview the competition. That's how you really, really know how to price it, especially when that seller is going to say, well, my house is better than the one down the street. It's been sitting on the market forever. You just previewed it, and in fact, that house is quite a bit better than what you're sitting at right now. Or the opposite. You've got to know your stuff. So it absolutely affects your pricing, your strategy, your conversations, and really ultimately, Tim, don't you think it affects their long-term or even short-term relationship with that homeowner, their ability to get repeat and referral business, their ability to actually close it on time, meet the seller's needs, and, you know, let's just say do their job? But, Julie, yes, all those things, but here's ultimately what you guys are feeling. When you listen to this radio show, hopefully you are actually strangely, oddly feeling motivated. Do you notice that? you notice that the motivation you take from listening to this type of information is actually longer lasting? It's going to actually make it so you're more confident because it's not, it's genuine, it's authentic, it's not fake. When you guys are increasing your skill set and you're learning how to actually talk to sellers, you're learning how to more effectively do your jobs, you are excited and motivated to go out there and create more opportunity for yourself. You're excited and motivated to do the things that other agents would never be willing to do. You're excited and motivated, and this is a stretch for some of you, but it's true, to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. That comes from having a good skill set. Guys, the temporary rah-rah BS that's being sold to you in this marketplace, real estate coaching and otherwise, is not going to get you through this real estate transition. You need to realize that where your long-term, ever-increasing income and confidence comes from is from a really powerful knowledge base. You, when you are willing to have conversations with sellers at a high level that other agents can't, you will have sellers rushing to you. You know, Julie, I hear on a regular basis agents that are brand new to the coaching program who use the pre-listing pack, and I'm sure you do too, who take listings with that, let's just be honest, they really have no right to take because their competitions don't use a pre-listing pack or the pre-listing pack they use is really bad. Guys, that is an example where skills will literally make you money. Real estate is, in our opinion, probably the best business you can possibly get into as a new entrepreneur. A lot of you guys are coming to real estate, you know, 50% of you, so 50,000 of you are coming to real estate from another career, and maybe you did or didn't look around at other business opportunities. This is probably, in our opinion, one of the best things you can do for a whole host of reasons. But in order for you to survive, for you to thrive, for you to actually accomplish your goals, what's going to differentiate you ultimately is not your social networking, not your branding, not your billboards, not your this, not your that. It's your skill set. When someone talks with you, 
they will know instantly that you're different from other agents. You guys want to worry about how people perceive you as being different? You don't, don't worry about perception. Be different. Be different in the way that they know you're the person that can solve the problem. In a marketplace that we're entering into, where there's going to be an increase in expireds, where the agents who have low skills are going to start losing opportunities because they can't solve problems for a variety of different sellers, when you have the skill set, when you can walk in front of any seller in any situation and be able to solve their problem, which is what Real Estate Coaching Essentials is all about, you will have people coming to you because you'll have a reputation for being a true professional. Isn't that ultimately where your confidence is going to come from? And when you feel that way, don't you feel motivated? Guys, it's because it's real. It's not fake. That's why. So stop believing in the easy button. It doesn't exist. Stop believing all this hype that's out there. It's just, it's just hype. That's all it is. Take the time to really become good at this. Become the best person in your marketplace at helping sellers and buyers, for that matter, solve their problems. Become the person who can walk into any situation and know how to solve the problem for that particular seller. It's not that complicated. And by the way, it is your job. Isn't that what they're expecting you to be able to do? And yet, how many of you guys right now are wasting time Facebooking people pictures of your lunch? I mean, it's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> Doesn't it don't you intuitively know that that's not going to get you guys in the end zone. As always, if there's ever anything we can do for you, email me directly at tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. And guys, come on, get into Real Estate Coaching Essentials. What the heck are you waiting for? It's a no-brainer product. It's a no-brainer class. It's the education that you guys absolutely need right now. And it's a real-life, honest-to-God coaching program. So go ahead and fill out that form that's on your mobile device or just go to joinharris.com. Have a fantastic day and get ready to take more notes. We're picking up where we left off tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.